Hi, this is Allison Corey from Keeping the Peds, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Hey, awesome food bloggers. Before we dig into this episode, I have a really quick favor to ask you. Go to your favorite podcast player, go to Eat Blog Talk, scroll down to the bottom where you see the ratings and review section. Leave Eat Blog Talk a five-star rating if you love this podcast and leave a great review. This will only benefit this podcast. It adds value. And I so very much appreciate your efforts with this. Thank you so much for doing this. Okay, now on to the episode. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ, who we will be talking about inside the episode. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 282. Today, Allison, Corey, and I are going to have a conversation about what those best blogging tools are to help you work smarter, not harder, and that will help take your blog traffic to the next level. Allison helps plant-based vegans, omnivores, and picky kids find peace in the kitchen with approachable, satisfying, and delicious whole food plant-based recipes. Allison is a national board certified health and wellness coach from the Mayo Clinic. She is a wife to an omnivore and mom with two picky eaters. Allison, I'm a mom to two picky eaters too. (laughs) I'm super excited to talk to you today. Before we dig into this awesome topic, though, we want to hear what your fun fact is. All right. Well, fun fact, back in my 20s, I I always loved writing. And so back in my 20s, I lived in Los Angeles and uh, was a screenwriter and back there and won a few screenwriting contests, but never actually had anything made into a movie. But um, the, that's a... Long, long time That's ago. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome, though. And that has to support your food blogging, yes. right? Like writing is a big piece of food blogging. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <gasps> so fun. I <laughs> love that one. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And again, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to hear what your tools are. I, I kind of know because I have notes here, but I'm excited to share this with food bloggers because I think these are all really great recommendations. So maybe we could just start by talking through what your favorite blogging tools are that help you personally work smarter and not as hard so that um, you can take your blog traffic to the next level. So let's hear what number one is. Uh, well, I would say the one, one of the um, best tools that I started using was Key Search. And I'm sure that there are um, a lot of bloggers out there who are using uh, search tools, possibly Key Search or other search tools. I personally found that um, key search was extremely helpful for me just because of its ease of use and the information that it provides. I think there are some of the tools out there that can be a little bit overwhelming in um, the amount of information that they give. And I found that with key search, I was able to be more focused rather than, um, you know, going down a rabbit hole, cert, you know, in these in these other kinds of tools and, and wasting um, some time sometimes with those tools. Um, so um, with key search, I find that it, it really helps me narrow in on um, specific keywords and helps me also explore um, when I have a particular ingredient or an idea for a recipe, how to take that idea and then put it into a keyword that has, um, you know, a, a search volume and um, a ranking score that I feel comfortable with um, going after and achieving. 
first to preface this, I, I have used key search. I've dabbled in it, but it's not ever been a part of my consistent keyword research strategy. So you are the expert here. So tell me if I'm right in saying that it is less intimidating than other keyword research tools such as I don't know, like SEMrush, Ahrefs, kind of those bigger tools. Yes, yes. I would say it's much less intimidating. And um, for me, one of the reasons I started with it was when I first started blogging, you know, I was... um, you know, I wasn't making any money at it at, at the beginning. And so I was putting all of my own personal finances into it. So I was looking for a tool that wasn't, you know, super expensive, but also one that was accurate and gave some, you know, great information. And so after doing some of the trials with Ahrefs and the trials with SEMrush, um, I found that KeySearch just had the amount of information I needed. And for a user, I found it to be much more user-friendly. Okay. So not overwhelming. It's less intimidating than other platform or other tools. And it's very affordable as well. So those are like three, like, heck yes, (laughs) please give me this. Um, Do you have any specific tips about key search? Like, I know it's hard because we don't have the visuals, you know, here on the podcast. But is there anything like once people get inside, just maybe some main tips for people to look for Mm -hmm. or things that are on the top of your mind? Yeah. So um, one of the things I find really helpful is that uh, with the keywords, it'll give a score as far as is, um, you know, how difficult it is to rank for. And um, so the keywords could be red if they're very difficult. They could be orange if they're, you know, sort of fairly, fairly difficult. Um, green if they're kind of in that medium range. And then light green would be easy. And then there's even a blue that's very easy to, to rank for. Um, so what I do is um, when I'm looking for a keyword, I use my domain and it will tell me what um, what score I want to go for. So it'll tell me a particular number or anything below that number. So that kind of gives me um, an idea of where to start from. That doesn't mean it's, you know, I, I never go for, for keywords that might be like a few points over, but I do try to kind of aim for that number or, or less. And so that, that really helps me kind of narrow in on those keywords. So I'm not going for something that would be impossible for me to ever rank for. Um, and the, the way that you can do that is you can go into, um, it's called Explore, and that will give you some re- fairly good information about your domain. So you just put your domain name in there and it'll tell you what score to look for. It'll tell you who some of your competitors are based on the keywords that you're already ranking for, as well as like how many backlinks you have. So it does give you some information in there, but I usually use that for the, for the score in particular. I think for keyword research tools, kind of in general, we get intimidated. And for me personally, I put up blocks like, oh, it's so, it's just intimidating going into those tools and seeing all the numbers. And they're not always intuitive or really made for food bloggers right. or like creative individuals. But I think with key search, it's a little bit different. They are a little bit more user friendly. And even if you're hearing what Allison is saying and you're thinking, but I still don't, I don't understand what she's talking about. <laughs> It is easier when you go in it, you'll see that it's really not as um, it's not as difficult as maybe you think in your mind. Right. And the one thing I do, if you haven't used key search before that I, I really recommend is 
right within that tool, they have videos that you can watch and it kind of takes you through how to use the tool. And um, they're not very long, but they're comprehensive and it really helps you to introduce you to the tool and learn all of the features and how to best use it for for your needs. Oh, that's a great recommendation too. I love it when there are intro videos like that because you can go in and be like, okay, now what? I have no idea where to go. (laughs) So that's helpful to know that that's there. Yes, yes. Okay, talk to us about your second tool. This is a tool that I'm mildly obsessed with. <laughs> Rank IQ is a sponsor of eBlog Talk because I genuinely love this tool. I think it's like the best kept secret out there. It's so powerful and so great. So I want to hear your thoughts on Rank IQ. Yes, so I, I signed up for Rank IQ, I think kind of in the early stages when they were just starting to get going. I heard about it from another blogging friend of mine and uh, signed up for it right away, not really completely knowing what it was or what I was getting into. But as I dove into the tool and um, started to get to know it, there's just such a wealth of information that you can get from there. And I find um, not only is it helpful for me to be able to edit my older posts um, to make them, you know, to help them rank higher. But it's also a great tool to find keywords that you may not have ever thought of using. Um, So, for example, they have um, a a keyword library in which they have uh, different um, niches that you can look at specifically. And so they have a food niche and they've got several, several different um, categories within that. And one of the things I found really interesting was it wasn't always a great tool for me to find like a specific recipe um, keyword that I wanted to use, but there was a lot of um, questions in there that users are asking um, that I wouldn't have thought to make a full blog post about. But once I took a look at, you know, what the question is, just how much search there was for that particular question about a kind of food or, you know, whether or not something is vegan or not, um, it, it I, I found that writing a blog post around that question has really helped me drive traffic to my site. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that you're using it in that way. That's very similar to the way that I use it too. Okay, so it's a a keyword research tool, but it's very pared back. So the founder who created the tool, Brandon, he actually like handpicked all of these keywords and, you know, like optimized them in a way that is really different from any other tool. So every keyword that you find inside the tool has been optimized and you can run it through this optimizer. You're not going to find as many, but the ones you find are like they hold a lot of power and that supporting content that you're talking about. There's so much power there that I didn't realize before, Mm -hmm. but things like, I don't know what to serve with banana bread or how long can pickles last in the refrigerator? I mean, all of these questions that people type into Google that you kind of forget people type into Google and need a blog post helping them with that question. So it helps you think through what those other questions for and it can support your existing content. So if I write a post about how long do pickles last in the refrigerator, I can link that and mention it in all of my recipes that contain pickles. So that's kind of my strategy right now. Yes. And one of the things I also really like about that tool is, you know, you know that those um, keywords are handpicked by Brandon, but also it's reassuring to know that the once a keyword has been you know searched or used, I guess um, 
three times it's taken out so that fresh content is always being added. And you know that, you know, not everybody is going to go after this, the, the pickle post, for example. Um, so, so that's really nice to know and it's helpful. Oh, great point. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's a really um, awesome feature. So I don't know if you've heard on the podcast before. I know I've mentioned this a few times, but 2022 is my year to do this experiment. And I've started the experiment back in the summer just to make sure it would fly and it has done really well. So now I'm going to go all in. So in 2022, my goal is to post three new posts a week. All of them run through the Rank IQ optimizer Mm -hmm. and like really focusing on those low competition keywords. So I know I can get on page one or two of Google. And then my idea is that if I do that a lot, I'm going to get a little to moderate traffic for each one, which is going to add up to a lot collectively. So that's kind of my thought. And I'm so excited about 2022 for my blog for that reason. So I always love hearing people who use Rank IQ too, because some people um, are just, you know, they're set on key search, which is great. Mm -hmm. But there's like a certain um, portion of the food blogging sector that really loves Rank IQ like I do. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to learn that about you, Allison. (laughs) And I like to use key search and Rank IQ kind of in conjunction Mm -hmm. with one another. Um, So even if I, you know, find a recipe that I want to make and I search it through key search and I find a keyword that I think will work. It not, might not necessarily be on Rank IQ, but I can still run it through that tool and put my blog post through that tool to make sure that I'm hitting all of those topics that, um, that, that Google wants me to hit and will help me rank a little bit better. Also a great point that you can use more than one in conjunction with each other. You don't have to just focus on one or the other. Yeah, you can use these together for sure. Hey, food bloggers, just taking a really quick second here to tell you about the Eat Blog Talk Mastermind program. We have closed out the first group. It is in full swing and there's pure awesomeness inside. So many great connections are being made. Growth has been accelerated for so many bloggers who are in the program in many different ways. We will be opening up a second group in the spring of 2022. So if you would like to join the waitlist, please go to eblogtalk.com to get on the waitlist. More information coming soon, but I want to get those of you who are really interested in this program on that waitlist so that you can be the first ones to get in this next group. All right, back to the episode. Okay, talk to us about your third tool that you love. Well, I love Canva. I'm sure um, as, as food bloggers, we, we use a lot of Canva. Um, I find, and uh, I use the pro version. And so um, I find that I'm able to save so much time using the pro version by creating uh, templates for each of my social media platforms. And then just all I have to do is just, you know, drag in that, um, a few images that I want to use um, from my post. And then I can just kind of snap them right into each of those um uh, templates that I've created. And within minutes, I've got, you know, all of the images that I need for, for Pinterest or for Instagram or for Facebook. And, um, it just makes it so quick and simple and easy. And I'm, you know, I can also, you know, format it so that the, that the, um, the pixels are correct and all of that is working. And then, the other thing I love about it too, is that, um, if you're going for, um, 
you know, multiple pins that you can go ahead and use a particular image and you can really simply, um, you know, either trade out the image, change the title really quickly, or even just add a little GIF on top of it and it will create a video pin. So it's kind of able to, you are able to really quickly create numerous new pins for one post um, in like less than 10 minutes. Efficiency. Yeah, that is definitely working smarter. And the pro version tip is a great one because I went on for years. I don't know if you did this too, but years using that free version. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can do it. I can make this work. But I don't remember what the tipping point was. There was a point where I was like, okay, I need to get, I just needed to level up on that. And I paid the whatever, $100 Mm -hmm. is it a year or something like that? Yes. I mean, it's not a huge investment. I did it. And I'm so glad I did. I wish I would have done it far sooner. So great there. And the other thing I love about it too, is once you have that pro version, you can create all the folders and then you can just um, simply like put your images in a folder. So I have a list of all of my recipes and then a folder for each one. So then when I want to go back and make a new pin for um, a recipe I made several months ago, I don't have to kind of dig through all the images I've uploaded. I just look at that folder and I'm able to quickly put it in to make a new pin. It is like one of the best tools ever, isn't it? I rely on it every day. I make something in there every single day. And (laughs) my VA does as well. We use it constantly. I use it to um, create the social graphics for the podcast. So you can Mm -hmm. turn them into like little audio audio snippets, I guess I call them. And it's so easy because I have a template and I just like duplicate and then just swap out the photo, a little bit of text. And it's just like magically done such a great tool. right it's such and it's such an easy tool to use and and learn so i yeah i'm all i'm all about simple tools that oh, are very intuitive same. oh my gosh yes me too okay you have another recommendation for tools for food bloggers what is that one um so last year one of my goals last year was to really up my email marketing game um i was just i wasn't doing very well with that and so i was kind of sticking to um, a particular platform. I was using MailerLite before um, and I just wasn't consistent with my emails, but also, you know, I just wasn't able to kind of target my audience very well. And so one of the things I did last year was switch from uh, MailerLite to ConvertKit. And I found that making that switch has helped so much for me in being able to not only create multiple um, uh, signups for email signups for my blog so that on a particular post, um, you know, I'll have something very specific to help capture um, my audience there, but then also being able to uh, put those audiences into different groups and funnel emails, particularly um, that are for those interests. And as a result of making that change and also making more of a commitment to email, I found that my open rate has gone up by, by quite a bit. And my click-through rate has also increased. And, um, you know, every day I'm able to capture more and more email subscribers, which has helped me sell my products and, you know, be able to share my blog posts um, more quickly and easily. And you use that in conjunction with something to um, produce pop-ups, right? Yes. So I started at first just using uh, the ConvertKit um, pop-ups and their templates. And then 
what I kind of found was they were just a little bit limiting in the design of them. And so I started to use something called Convert Pro. And I know there's several other um, different types of tools that you can use. However, I found Convert Pro was very affordable and easy to use. Um, and then I was also, you know, I'm able to create um, these different pop-ups and specifically tell them where they're going to go on which post. But then also the tool allows you to have a different kind of pop-up look when you're on desktop versus on mobile so that um, when you're on mobile, it's not quite as large or overwhelming and it's just a little bit simpler to look at which I think is helpful. Yeah. And is Convert Pro, is that an additional cost? Do you have to pay for that? It is an additional cost to ConvertKit. Um, it will, Convert Pro will work actually with any other email provider. It doesn't have to be ConvertKit. They just are kind of called something similar, but they're two different companies. Um, and I think that the cost is maybe $99 a year, but you can also buy like a lifetime subscription for slightly more, like $120, I think. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but it's slightly more and you have a lifetime subscription to it. So um, almost almost just say go for that because it's not that much more than paying the yearly cost. Right. And then as far as usability and ease of learning, how would you say um, ConvertKit and ConvertPro is on that scale? I would say um, for me, I found that ConvertKit is much easier to to learn how to use than um, I, I had previously used MailChimp and MailerLite. And I just found, found MailChimp in particular to be the most kind of clunky and, and unuser friendly. MailerLite was a little bit easier. But um, with ConvertKit, they have these visual autom automations. And I think for me, being kind of a visual learner <laughs> and seeing it, um, you know, it goes from this, this, it'll kind of show you these different blocks and it'll say, okay, they come in on this pop-up and then they're filtered to this particular email series. And when they're done with that, they'll go to this. Um, so I think seeing that visual is helpful to me. Um, and also just the way that you can create emails and separate um, funnels and the way to kind of look at it is simple to use. It's hard to say without kind of showing, but um, it's just a lot um, more user-friendly. And they also have a lot of videos on there that you can use um, to kind of help you get started. Okay, cool. I used ConvertKit a few years ago and then switched over to Flowdesk. It's just like a personal favorite of mine, but I know that so many food bloggers absolutely love ConvertKit and I have heard of ConvertPro as well and that being kind of a good combination to use those right. in tandem. Yeah. Right, yes. Well, that's great. Okay, wow, this was like super short and sweet, but <laughs> efficient and you shared four of your favorite tools that are just going to help food bloggers to work smarter and I know that all of us listening want to work smarter because we have so yes, much to yes, do, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> Let's pretend there's a new food blogger listening who loves the sound of all these tools. Maybe one path to take first for trying or a main takeaway or something along those lines. I would say um, if I was just starting out and the very first thing I would use would be would be key search and I would get um, familiar with with how to do keyword research and how to use that tool in particular. Um, I think you know, as as food bloggers and the way things are sort of shifting with traffic, 
a lot of our traffic is coming more and more from Google rather than from social media, from Pinterest. I think people are tending to stay on those platforms rather than going to, you know, going to our blogs from there. And so investing a little bit of money because it doesn't cost a lot. Um, and then just looking through those videos, which come right with it, uh, to help you kind of understand how to use the tool and how to best find the keywords that um, are best for you. I would definitely get started with that first. Oh, great thoughts. Thank you so much, Allison. This was great. So helpful. Um, and I have to tell you, I love the name of your blog, by the way. Oh, thank it's you. Like super catchy and clever. And I, when I read it, I was like, dang it, why didn't I do that? That's perfect. <laughs> I think it can fit so many homes, right? Like yes. keeping the peace, keeping the peace. I right. love it. Right. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Do you have a favorite quote or words of inspiration to share with us? Um, well, let's see. My, one of my favorite quotes is, um, it's um, a Thoreau quote about going, going for your dreams and moving towards your dreams. And for some reason, the whole quote's just, blinking um for me right now but um it's about moving in the direction of your dreams and i think it's something that i've always carried with me since i was a, a kid and at first when i was young i wanted to do screenwriting and kind of went for that um but then later in life as i um, beca became a mom and um he had such an interest in food i sort of started this as a as a hobby but i think putting Putting your passion and really going for it, putting all, all you know, going all in, it's possible to make this um, make this work for you as a career. And so, I would say just keep going. If this is your dream, you can make it work. Oh, I love that! What a great little bit of encouragement. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, we will put together show notes for you, Allison. So if anyone wants to go look at those, you can head over to eatblogtalk.com forward slash keeping the peas. Not peace, peace. Um, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online and on social media and everywhere else, Allison? Yes. So uh, you can find me on my blog at um, keepingthepeas.com. Uh, you can email me at Allison with one L at keeping the peas. And then I am on um, Instagram and Facebook at keeping the peas. Great. Everyone go check Allison out. And thank you so much again for being here, Allison. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.